Out there in Clicksland, and welcome to episode number 96 on the Clicksing It podcast. I like always am your host, Adam. With me in the studio today is Dan. Kane is going to be a little late, but then we also have Iron Mike, who I met down in Florida at the Clicks Up for the first time ever. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Doing very well, Adam. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Mike actually texted or messaged me earlier today asking about some advice on the Mimic Prime. So we're actually going to work on the Mimic Prime also for our Make It Meta besides Killer Rabbit. And I got a little bit of story about why I picked Killer Rabbit. But before, before, wow, before, first, but first, let's try that again. But first, before we get into that, let's get into a quick how was our week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There are seven days, there are seven days, there are seven days in a week. You know, you'd think after a year and a half of doing this podcast, I would know how to talk by now. No, it's not public speaking, but it it is podcast once per week, and we were doing twice a week. You'd think I'd be a little bit better at it by now. Uh, Mike, let's talk a little bit about your week or your past week at Clicks Cup. How was your Clicks Cup? My Clicks Cup was awesome. That was the first time that I've ever done a big, huge convention like that. I've done. I've played in a couple of big, like the biggest that tournament I've played in in person was a state tournament, and that was long time ago. Back, uh, I think Crisis was the set that was out because I won my state uh, tournament with that when I was probably like 18, 19 years old, way back in the day. And then I took a hiatus from Clicks uh, for a little while, and now I've been getting back into Clicks and playing at local events and stuff, but never had the opportunity. You know, I was I'm a military guy, so I never had the opportunity to take vacation or leave time to go away you know to like philadelphia or to any of the other like world or you know national tournaments or anything like that so it was really awesome to get a chance to go to a big tournament like that so as far as how i did i i think i did okay i had some chances uh in some of the nights the first uh night the what happened was i misread the instructions for team building i thought that the instructions said no relics or resources in the or no relics in the email so i understood that to mean you know stuff from the past and i thought it was a little odd that they would include a no relics because i didn't know that there were any relics that we were you know allowed to use from certain sets uh, but then it turns out what they meant was no items, so characters couldn't be equipped with anything like you know uh, reality gem or you know infinity gauntlet gems or you know necro sword or arms or anything like that. So I had on my team uh, I was an X Men theme team with the new Juggernaut from House of X, and I put on him the uh enchanted crowbar from the thor set thinking that you know would work perfectly with his ability to ignore stop clicks so i would have it on him and he would be slicing through invincibles slicing through impervious all damage reducers and characters wouldn't be able to use stop clicks so i was hoping to really be able to cut through just about anything that opponents had because i thought it'd be a 500 it was being a 500 point tournament that it would be some bigger beefier figures in there or characters like unimines so 
being able to cut through that. But alas, I wasn't able to use those. I had to 86 them from my final build at the last minute. So that was a bit of a bummer, but still had fun. And then, uh, let's see, competitive day went well. I went 2-1, and one, but then, you know, didn't make top cut or anything like that. Got to play my rival, Matty G, uh, from, you know, Adam, your uh, set to peel tournament way back about a year or so ago. So that was fun, getting able to meet him in person and play against him. He did beat me, but it was a close game. And then... Uh, and real quick he was about one- that... That team also did not work the way you thought it was going to work until yeah. I pointed it out to you. Yeah, Adam kind of saved me there. I had the uh, Cosmic Surfboard, and my whole plan was to put it on, uh, who was it, Firstborn. And Adam was like, oh, that's a really neat strategy. How'd you get around the whole fact that Firstborn's a giant and he can't have you know equipment? I was like, you're right. I didn't even think of that. So the Surfboard's going on to, uh, I forget who it was that I put it on. Mistress of Death? Yeah, Marquis of Death. That's Marquis who it was. of Death. Yeah. Who actually wound up doing pretty well with it. So, you know, I, I won a couple of games, I think, because of that. So, yeah, Matty was the one who knocked me out. It felt a little bit better knowing that he was the one who came in second overall for that day. So, wasn't too bad if I'd lose to somebody. Did he just out action you, or how did he beat you? So, it was a little bit of me messing up some placement. I. Uh, I forget exactly how it happened, but I had one turn where I could have came back, and it was a really pivotal moment in the game. And I just, you know, the dice. I don't. I think I missed some dice rolls, and uh, it was it was a really good back and forth game. Like it wasn't just one of us had a clear shot at winning, so it was really good. And uh, he had an awesome team, but I did have a chance. But I think he he hit some really heavy numbers. I think he needed like to swing on some uh, twenty because. Firstborn does that cool thing where he can give action tokens and then he gets buffs to his defense when he has action tokens. So he needed like his high evolutionary with an 11 attack to hit a 20, but he had a lot of re- uh, rollouts, so he was or some probs, so he was in good shape. But I think my favorite part of the game of the tournament was the uh, battle royales. I had never played battle royale format before. Always heard of it, but never went to a venue that played it. So it was awesome to get to meet some of the guys. And uh, I met uh, Calder Ness from Dial H for Heroclix, and he and I had a lot of fun together over the weekend, uh, you know, playing in some battle royales and stuff. He was an awesome guy. Got to meet most of my Clixinit friends. So yeah, it was an overall really, really awesome tournament. I'm looking forward to the next one. And you and Calder, I hear, had a flex off at one point. <laughs> He's a funny guy. I I love I liked uh, you know getting to meet him because I was a big I was a fan of his channel for a while. He always pumps out some interesting videos about clicks. So, uh, well, I will say you did make quite an impression down there. My wife thinks you're hot. I'm gonna just throw it out there. <laughs> so I said you are married to me. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll let that slide. Um, <laughs> but I thought that was funny. Thanks. She's, I'll tell my wife, and she'll probably get a big kick out of it. <laughs> well, it's funny because she goes, "Does he, he plays clicks?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, why? He's hot. Like, hot guys don't play clicks. I'm like, that, that's an insult to everybody out there that plays clicks, especially right. me. We are, I'm your husband. <laughs> we are a good. Yeah, exactly. You should be extremely offended. There are no, all we sorts are a good-looking community. <laughs> That's right. I did. I will say she's not the only one to say that. I was walking out of the venue one time with another gentleman. I don't know who it was, but he said. You were just in there? And I said, yeah. He goes, were you playing clicks? 
And I said, yeah. And he goes, wow, you're in good shape for a guy who plays clicks. And I was like, thanks. I'd like to keep in shape. But Well, it's so, funny. Probably. I don't know if you listened to the podcast last week, but even Matty G was like, what does that guy do outside of clicks? He is jacked. I'm like, yeah, he's military. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't catch that part yeah. i a lot of times like to listen to your podcast i have a long drive a lot of times and so i'll listen to it while i'm driving but i didn't catch that from last week i'll have to go back and rewatch it so yeah you you made quite an impression on a couple of people but yeah it was finally nice to finally meet you after you know absolutely chatting to you for a year and it worked out perfectly that you live in florida so you could just drive right to the uh event yeah it was a really really awesome tournament i was super excited to be able to have the opportunity to go uh, all right, Dan, what about your week? Has anything happened since we last chatted on the podcast? I went roller skating on Saturday. That was a good time. Roller skating or roller blading? Well, they had both. I was roller blading. My friends were roller skating. I, for some reason, can't balance on roller skates very well, but roller blades are pretty easy. I can't for either, <laughs> for some reason. And- roller blades, I'm super fast and I can turn, but when it comes to roller uh, skates, it's like a completely different, like, thing for me for some reason i think that's because i can ice skate kind of so i i was more used to that feel than roller skates because like the four wheels versus the one line is just a different feeling so but it was a good time they had a we we thought they were doing adults skate which they were but it was actually from 9 30 to midnight and we showed up at 6 30 to 9 30 which was just the regular skate so we were just like oh whoops wrong one so, but we wanted to go to, next one we're going to go to is the one in Butler, I think. They have, like, a bunch of good stuff going on that they usually host, like, events and things. So, um, it's, like, 21 and up, so there won't be as many little kids running around, because there was a lot of kids running around on the rink. Yeah, um, they're all really good, but they are not attentive to their surroundings, so, like, they bump you in things, and uh, I don't, I just don't enjoy that when I'm skating. Like, I know I'm not the fastest or most skilled out there but i still don't appreciate being bumped half the time when i'm out there yeah that one is legit right next to my house like probably a mile away from my house oh okay because yeah that's, oh wait your current house yeah oh okay cool yeah that's, that's the one we want to go to so we just we're not sure when to do that um as for my week so i said there was a reason why i decided to do killer rabbit for um i'm sorry not killer rabbit white rabbit for uh the podcast so on Sunday, me and my son were out. I'll try to make this short. Me and my son were out on the trampoline uh, jumping around, and our dog Cooper was kind of obsessed with this like chest that we keep all of, of our um, patio um, cushions in and stuff like that. So I didn't think much of it. Went back to jumping on the trampoline with my son, came back, and he had moved the entire chest from where it was, and there was this big toad underneath there. So I'm like, okay, he's just obsessed with this big toad. But he wasn't by the toad. He was by this little ball of grass. And I'm like, what are you doing with this ball of grass? All of a sudden, I see the ball of grass is moving. Open it up. And in I see four baby rabbits. So, (laughs) you know, I'm looking at what I should do because I don't want him to get it again. So I'm calling, like, the DNR and Humane Society and all this stuff. And, like, well, what we suggest is just put, put a laundry basket over it, put something heavy on top of it so he can't get at it. And then sprinkle some flour around it so when you take it off at night, you can see if there's rabbit prints and the mom came back. So I did all that. And then later that night, I put him back outside for like five, ten minutes. And I went out to look for him, and he had gotten at the rabbits again and killed all of them. Uh, But then I found one extra one that was unharmed. So I made sure the other four were dead because I didn't want 
them to be um, suffering or anything like that. So they were dead. And then I found this healthy one that I brought in the house. And my wife was completely distraught, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe Cooper killed all these rabbits. So now I'm looking on YouTube, like, how to raise a bunny and all this kind of stuff. And I called the DMV or the DNR again. And, like, technically you can't – you can only have it in your house for 24 hours, and then you just have to let it out into nature and let nature take its course. I'm like, well, that's kind of inhumane. So (laughs) I found this one lady in Delafield, which is about 45 minutes away from me, that takes in rabbits. So me and the family got together, we got in the car, we drove 45 minutes uh, at Sunday at like 7 o'clock at night, got to her house, gave her the box, said, here's here's the rabbit, son named him Blippi, let us know what um, if he's going to be okay, blah, blah, blah. She looks at it, she goes, well, there's a problem. I'm like, what's the problem? This isn't a rabbit. I'm like, what do you mean? It's a mouse. I'm like, are you kidding me? This whole time it's been a mouse? So you grabbed a mouse and grabbed, not, wait, were they all mice or were they rabbits? They were all baby mice. They just, my brain process was we have rodent control around our house. So I figured that we don't have any mice. Plus they were in a ball of grass, which that's what rabbits do is they bury them in the grass, but apparently mice do the same thing. So my, the, everything in my brain was connecting this to mice. And then she's like, look, it has a tail. Rabbits don't have tails. I'm like, how did I not see this tail? (laughs) Um, But the funny thing about the whole story is as we're driving to the house, so the whole time my wife is so distraught about this that that, um, Cooper has killed rabbits. Like she's on the verge of tears. Can't believe he did this. On the way there, I'm having her look up baby pictures of rabbits. And I'm like, these don't look like rabbits. Like the rabbits are bigger and blah, blah, blah. So I I, picture, I sent a picture of it to uh, my friend who lives on a farm. And while we're waiting for her to tell us what it is, I'm like, it might be a mouse. And the second I said that, her whole demeanor just changed. She's like, get this thing out of the car. If you're not, I'm going to walk. Get it out. Pull over. I need to get out of this car right now. Like, <laughs> she just went from loving this thing to absolutely hating this thing. Kill it. Throw it out the window. I don't care. Just get it out of the car. And then no. when I got the the message back from my friend, she's like, 100% that's a rabbit. Um, I know what rabbits look like. And then all of a sudden, my, the wife is like, oh, who's a cute bunny? Oh, you're so cute. I'm so glad. <laughs> like, again, a light or a, a switch just clicked on her, and she went back to loving this thing. And then when we got to the house and the lady told us that it was a mouse, she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was in the car with a mouse for 45 minutes. Ew, 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 ew. I was like, you are so <laughs> like I don't know what to call you right now, but it was just so funny how her demeanor just changed when she thought it was a mouse, when she thought it was a rabbit. Therefore, but um, end game is that our dog did not kill defenseless baby bunnies. It killed defenseless baby mice, which I don't care that much about because mice are just you know a bunny is technically a rodent too, but they're not as cute as rabbits. So that's why I decided to go with white rabbit today. So I hope you enjoyed that story. I feel like all the interesting things at my house happened Sunday night. Like when my son fell off the bed and cracked his head open Sunday night, had to take him to the ER bunny rabbits slash mice get (laughs) slaughtered by my dog Sunday night. Uh, So hopefully nothing happens next Sunday night. So that was the, Short but somewhat long story of why I chose White Rabbit. Um, All right, so we are going to get into a little bit of news. We don't have a ton to talk about, but we do have a little bit to talk about.
All right, first up on the news, we did just do our Patreon giveaway for July. I did a Facebook Live, so if you want to check it out, check it out on our Facebook page. Uh, we had a bunch of good winners on there. One thing I will say, I I have all of them packaged to everyone that has, or I, excuse me, whose address I already have. There are two people on there that I have not gotten a hold of. Let me see if I can ping them up real quick in case they listen to the podcast. But... Um, Mike, you won something. You won some legacy cards plus a Corvus Glaive. The guy that actually won the Superman and Doomsday poster, I actually had to message him. He actually wasn't a patron in July, so I had to. I accidentally put him in there, so I had to message him and say that he didn't win it, um, unfortunately. But um, he said, you know, no hard feelings. I live in Canada anyway, so the thing probably would have been like $30, $40 to ship, so it's not a total loss. So that poster will go back into the prize for um august uh let's see here who do i still need to get a hold of i need to get a hold of dylan casabom and rylan close so make sure you guys contact me if you haven't on patreon or messenger and i will get those prizes out to you other than that i do have everybody and um the gentleman that won the clicksing it t-shirt made by my or i should say um produced whatever you want to call it by michael out in florida you'll be getting your clicking shirt as well. So make sure you check those out, and um, you'll be receiving those quick. And what is this? Did I just, oh boy, I just finally got my second buy it by the case promotion code. Finally. Just took them three months to do that. Holy cow. Thank you, WizKids. Nice little surprise right there. Um, <laughs> but for this month's Patreon, we got some cool stuff. We've got Obnoxio the Clown. We've got a bombshell wonder woman we've got the super rare green lantern we've got uh renette tilly we've got a death mask we've got an impossible man we've got some cool stuff for this month's right we also have a scott porter pog as well for this month's prize so uh, if you want to become a patron head on over to patreon.com backslash clicks in it and any tier will get you in there the higher the tier the higher the chance you'll have on winning um, but we are going to talk about a little bit of some of the previews we got for War of the Realm. So we're still waiting on Rise and Fall. Who knows how long it's going to take. Then we have, what's the next Avenger set coming out? Uh, Empire. Empire. That's coming out before War of Realms, right? Yes. Okay. So it's interesting that we're getting a lot of previews for War of the Realms when we haven't gotten many previews on Empire yet. And we still haven't gotten anything or I should say we have got all the previews, but no product from Rise and Fall. So real quickly, let's talk about some of these figures that we see in there. So it does look like it's going to be a 16 common figure set, 14 uncommon, 14 rare with two primes, 12 super rare figures with two primes and eight chases. I do like the fact how they're getting rid of the common and uncommon primes because when that's the one special figure, if we'll call that, that you get in your brick, you're mostly always disappointed. Even though if it's a good one like a Bishop or a Black Leopard at the time, um, you always just felt like you got gypped out of a chase when you got that prime. Uh, So some of the figures, we have a Daredevil with a sword. Can you give us some detail on this one, Dan? Yeah, so that's Holfund. That's um, Heimdall's sword. So basically the man without fear now can see everything. (laughs) That's kind of cool, actually. Simply put, he is now, he takes over... Heimdall's role, basically. That is really cool. The man that cannot see can now see all. I like that. That's a little bit cool one. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be at least a super rare. 
I'm interested. Like, I'm not super big into Daredevil, but this, like, I've read this whole series and I'm I'm really invested. So I'm really excited to see what they do with this. Uh, next one, it looks like we have Heimdall in a spacesuit. No, that is Odin. That's the Iron Odin. Hulk. Okay. Yeah. So basically, he gets injured during a fight with Malekith, I believe, and his like round table of bad guys that he's a, that he's amassed to conquer the realms, basically. And Iron Man builds him a suit of armor to fight back with. So, oh, it's with an Iron Man suit. Yay! Dubs him the Iron Allfather after that. Again, this sculpt and from the story, I'm thinking super rare or higher. Uh, mm-hmm. Next one is this Shang Chi. Yeah, it's from one of the side stories. I didn't really read that one, so I don't know much about it. But they've, they've, there's so many side stories that were all like attaché to the main storyline. It was nuts. And looking at the sculpt, I'm thinking probably uncommon or common, maybe a rare. Uh, and kind of a side note, I did just see the Shang Chi trailer. It looks in the Ten Rings. It looks really good. Like I'm not a big Shang Chi guy, but. It looks like Marvel's going to knock it out of the park again with this guy. Doesn't it come out this month or is it September? Uh, I forgot what date it was. There's so much, many good movies coming out, like Suicide Squad, Shang Chi, um, Carnage, absolute yeah. Carnage. Like, there's so many good movies coming out soon. Did you see the whoa, new trailer whoa, whoa. for the Hello. Carnage? Hello, everybody. Hello, Kane. The thing is, Mike is just asked a wonderful question: Who has seen the Carnage trailer that just dropped? Oh yeah. First I'm going to say I'm going to say everyone. Okay. First of all, how dare you guys say good? That does not look good at all. All right, <laughs> well, I am booting dude. Kane from this chat right now. I see. <laughs> it does you. not look good. Yeah, you're, yeah you, get, you, get, you get you get you get vetoed right now. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, this, you guys go watch it and tell me how good it is. This from the guy that. saying that uh Falcon Winter Soldier was like the best of the 3. Uh-uh. <laughs> Uh, first oh, of all, oh. Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh, sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, no. I, well, I was just agreeing with Adam, or I would be very surprised to hear the argument for how Falcon Winter Soldier is the best. Uh, well, first of all, I think it's better than WandaVision. Second of all, I don't oh think I, I said it on the podcast. Loki was shot better, was better. I personally liked Falcon and Winter Soldier more, and that's because I'm a Falcon, or excuse me, I'm a uh, Captain America fanboy, and I really like the messages. That were in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. So fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, you guys will have to tell me how Carnage is. And right. hello, everybody listening. Sorry for being late. Uh, next one, we have Spider-Man with some shield and sword. Who's this? It's it's just Peter Parker. He just robs armaments from Thor when they uh, are regrouping. So it's just Spider-Man. He's just got some extra stuff that he borrowed. So this isn't the one that kind of grabbed the, the hammer um, from uh, what set was? That? No, 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 no. Hammer of Thor. No, it, it, it's not a remake of that one. No, no. Okay, uh, I'm assuming he's going to have some sort of blades from range, maybe. Like he can throw that spear with his web sling or something like that. That's my guess. I have, I have no idea. It's, it's I don't know what they're going to do here. All right, this one I'm really interested in. This is Thanos with Mjolnir with the Infinity Gems embedded into it. So tell us about this story. Okay, so Thor during part of this, see, like, because he's he becomes the king of Asgard because Odin steps down, and he has a vision of the future where everything is at like the end of all things, and that's basically who is at the end of all things is Thanos with Mjolnir and the Infinity Stones embedded into it. 
Um, what is that one glove that he has oh. on his other hand? Is that anything significant? It is. I just cannot remember what that is at the uh, that, what that is off the top of my head right now. Okay, it looks. I think it's something more potent than in the Infinity Gauntlet. I believe is it has something to do with the whole. There's the Black Winter storyline with Galactus, where Thor becomes the Herald. It's it's all very. There's a there's a lot going on. Okay. Um, next, we have a Thor that's throwing his golden Mjolnir. Is this anything special? Uh, it's not Mjolnir, because... How does that work? Um, he started using different hammers for a little while when he lost that left arm, and it, re- it was replaced with Uru. So um, this is... I don't remember exactly which hammer that is, but I don't re- think that's... I'm pretty sure that's not Mjolnir. Okay. Um, I know they did spoil a Thor that is the sculpt. I just can't remember what he all does. If I can find him in a little bit. I oh, know. it's the uh, it's the it's the um, starter set one. The starter it, it's, set. Got, it's got the recruiter mechanic, but it's the it's uh, not the gold one. It's like just a regular old looking Thor. Okay. Next one, I'm assuming we have Jane Jane Foster Thor. Yeah, so I'm really curious about this if they're going to do a different sculpt for her too, because she has she has a lot of play during War of the Realms, so. I'm very curious this is going to be her only sculpt or not. Okay. Next one, we do have Thor with, I'm assuming this is Mjolnir now. Yeah, I think that's the starter set one, pretty okay. sure. Cause, yeah, so, because I think that's going to be the starter, and that's going to be the main set with the gold hammer and the gold arm. Okay, yeah, because the first one we talked about, he's got a beard, he's got the golden left arm they lost, and then the golden hammer, whichever one that is. Then we then who is this? Is this a This is Cersei? Crusader. This is a what if daughter of Rogue and Captain America. I don't know much about this character, so I, I just know that that's who she is. Okay. This one's looking to me like a chase probably. Yeah, that could be interesting if they do it they put her as a chase. I mean obviously I think it's gonna be people that if they're going with this, it's gonna be people that have wielded Mjolnir then, I guess. I don't know. Possibly, I have no idea. Um then we have a pretty standard looking Loki. I'm assuming he'll probably be like a common, maybe like a, a dupe Loki where he can make dupes of himself. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to repeat that or not because he had a – this version of Loki didn't have a lot of play during this event. It was like kid Loki-ish, like a different version of Loki. So I don't really know what this one's going to do. Okay. Uh, we have a token pack, and the figures in the token pack are uh, Daredevil. Is that Kid Loki next to him? Yeah, like Teen Loki, yeah. Uh, we have Malekith. Is that Strife? No, I think that's Valkyrie. I oh, it think. could be Valkyrie, yeah. And then we have Spider-Man, who is in his armor, and then we have the Thor. I'm not sure. That might be Golden Hammer Thor. I can't quite tell. Um, and there might be bystanders on the back, just they don't show us there. We do have a Fast Forces, which is a, is that? Uh, Enchantress, Thor, Loki, Black Panther, Executioner, or Scourge, and Black Widow. Yeah, Enchantress, I can I never remember her name. Uh, yeah, so I'm betting there will be one of her in the set, too. So usually all the figures that are included here are also in, usually in the main set. So we're going to get a Scourge or Executioner, and then a um, Enchantress in the main set, and apparently a Black Widow in the main set, which is fine, because there was everything, like, they mashed pretty much everyone into this series between the main run and all of the attaches, so. Well, it's good that she's in this, because if she wasn't, she'd probably be suing uh, WizKids. Um, (laughs) 
Next one, uh, we do have that recruiter Thor. So real quick, recruiter recruiter power is power. Choose a character with the Asgardian keyword in your KO area that hasn't been chosen for a generate by the recruiter effect. If you do generate a character with the Asgardian keyword from your sideline, that is a lower point value than the chosen character. This game, the generated character can't be replaced and your opponent scores them immediately instead of when they KO them. So when you lose a Asgardian keyworded figure, let's say it's 100 points or so, and you have another Asgardian figure on your sideline, that is 100 points. Does it have to be lower, or is it... has, has to be lower, yeah. So it can't be 100 points. Um, you bring that person lower. in, but your opponent scores that character immediately. So that will be kind of a tricky mechanic to use so that you don't just lose the game auto right there. Uh, but it could be a good mechanic, because there are going to be probably plenty of good as guardians in this set that you might want to bring in from your sideline. Yeah, I'm excited. This is going this looks depending on what they do with this, this could be really really good. I mean, from what I've seen, I like the the teaser. I mean, uh Daredevil, Odin, all of them they look really good. I like where they're going with it. I hope they try to stick as close to the main story as they can and and fold in as much like main relevant. And I wonder if they're going to be again, it's, I'm sorry. I'm I'm wondering if they're going to be using the cardboard maps again or if they're actually going to be paper maps again for this set. I don't know. All I know is this will be the one set probably where I will want to own every piece, probably. Yeah. yeah. No, this is going to be a good set. Empire is going to be a good set. It's just, it's sad that Rise and Fall is going to kind of fall through the cracks because I don't know if they're going to push back Empire and War Realms because of Rise and Fall. I'm assuming not. Uh, but Rise and Fall is going to kind of find um, their way like Justice League did, where it's just going to go. Well, I mean, I mean, who knows? Because if the shipping issue continues, I mean, I don't know if they're going to try to compensate for that or not, or what if they can even with their the way their production goes. So yeah, but, but uh, it looks like but look, tentative release is December of twenty twenty one. I think uh, Empire is like September or October somewhere in there, I believe. Okay. So. Uh, let me look. Uh, September is supposed to be Empire, so literally in a month and a half. So that's but again, it's a it's the tentative date. So interesting that we haven't seen anything from that yet. No, I mean we've had like teasers, but we haven't really had. Oh, um, I haven't seen the teasers yet. We saw, some, yeah. There's a there's a chase in there that I really want. So you know, there's like there's been a few things that have been released. I think they're on a few different pages, but um, there hasn't been too much. So, but I bet you. If they're trying to push this, I bet mid-August Porter will probably be around. Um, Alright, so that is it for news. We're going to get into the Make It Meta. We have two of them. Um, I'm going to play a little clip for White Rabbit here before we get started because I thought this would be a good way to introduce her. There he is. Well, there. What, behind the rabbit? It is the rabbit. You silly sod! What? You got us all worked up! Well, that's no ordinary rabbit! That's the most foul, cruel, and bad-tempered rodent you ever set eyes on! You tit! I saw my arm and I was so scared! Alright, um, so yeah, if you haven't watched Holy or Monty Python on the Holy Grail, after this episode, go watch it, because it's one of the greatest comedies, uh, movies that have ever been created, I hope. Have everyone here seen that movie? I hope so. Yes. Mike? No. Mike? Mike? Nope. 
<laughs> Mike? Uh, uh, okay, me, me and Mike can chill without watching it. We're fine. No, Sorry, you Mike. can't. Good. You can't. That is a piece of history, that movie. Um, uh, I, I've heard about it. Like, I've heard that it is a classic. All I've heard is around. that it's oh, funny, but it's long. <laughs> it's right. Not- Long compared to nowadays movies, come on. Nowadays movies are like three, four hours, so no way. Um, but all right, we're going to get into White Rabbit. Or White Rabbit. Um, let me pull her up, and we can talk a little bit about her. Man, there are so many ads on HD Realms lately. All right, White Rabbit is from um, the Carnage set. She has 60 points. She is Sinister Syndicate. She's got a 5 range. She starts out with a 9 running shot, 10 second class, 17 willpower, 3 damage with a white power. She's got 2 traits. One, I have a genetically engineered killer bunny. When White Rabbit hits after resolutions, generate a killer bunny killer bunny bystander to the oppo- to the to a hit opposing character. So once you hit, the bystander goes right next to them, and that is a 3 sidestep, 9 blades, 15 combat reflexes, 1 damage, and they are a mini. And then the other trait is probably one of the most useless traits in the world. Yet another Sinister 6. Adjacent from the characters with the Sinister Syndicate keyword can use Leap Climb. Leap Climb is so bad now. It was was okay um, before the change because Leap Climb allowed you to, like, hit um, people at a different elevation or something. So, like, that could be useful. Well, it's uh, not even auto-breakaway anymore. Yeah, well, I don't think Leap Climb was automatic breakaway. I thought you just got plus two, I'm, I'm pretty sure. pretty sure it was auto-breakaway at one point. Because no, it wasn't. No, that was, was what, that, that's phasing. No. Time. I thought it was ignore got... characters, just. Well, yeah, you get that after you break away. You get, like, improved. Right. Okay, for some reason and I thought it, it used to be auto-breakaway. Um, and then lastly, her trait on her damage is insane lie into the Lewis Carroll. I don't know what that's supposed to in, be. In, in, insanely into Lewis Carroll. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's, it's just breaking apart the insanely. Okay. Uh, perplex when White Rabbit uses it after. Man, I can't talk. Perplex when White Rabbit uses it. All other uses of perplex on that character expire, and that character can't be targeted by perplex until your next turn. So that also includes friendly characters. So if you already perplex them twice, and then you do white rabbit, then uh, all that perplexes goes away, and you can't up their stuff anymore. Uh, she is six clicks deep. She's got some leap climb in the middle, willpower for four clicks, and perplex stuff like that. Um, my son just woke up and it's causing havoc upstairs, so I'm going to go take care of this. But Dan, you said you have a very interesting way of um, making her annoying, so I'm going to have you guys take it away, and I'll be back in about five minutes. Okay, dokie. All right, so my thought for her was, since she's already a range attacker, I want to put the liar ring on her, because then she has a 10 range mind control. All she has to do with hit is hit with it, and then she pops a killer bunny right next to the opposing character that she hit with mind control. I like that. That was my that was my thought for making her annoying because giving her a big range to abuse that trait is hilarious to me. And just that she's a really disrupt your opponents is funny. It also works with her perplex too, because the liar ring, if I'm not mistaken, gives your perplex max uh, or minimum of Mm -hmm. ten range. Thought it was outwit. I thought it was. That was bold. Oh no, it is perplex. <laughs> Holy, oh, that's awesome! I didn't realize that. Yeah, I don't use the liar ring enough beyond my control and outwit, but I like that a lot. Yeah, so yeah, that, 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 really, that really stretches her out a little bit. So she because she's pretty squishy, so um, this way she can stay a bit safe in the back. 
And potentially keep going, because she has willpower, so she can t- keep taking a token off of herself every turn. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, that's really fun, but at the same time, like, I, I'm very curious, did he say why we're doing White Rabbit? Because <laughs> uh, yeah. he, he had a lot of, he had a big incident with a rabbit, or what he thought was a rabbit this weekend. Huh. So, All right. <laughs> I was how we arrived here. Um, so for me, I would want to put her on an animal theme team. What do y'all think? Because her, her, I mean, I don't, I don't build off theme, so I'm always going to build the theme team. But if you guys have thoughts, I was just going to put her on an animal theme team because Sinister Syndicate isn't viable right now because there's not enough of them in modern, and the ones that are in modern aren't really that good. Yeah, I can think of the only few I could think of with Sinister Syndicate keyword that I see in meta would be Spot. Oh, yeah, my boy Spot. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, that's one, and that's only like what 110 points, maybe total. Yeah, yeah. it's 110. Yeah. Or 120 if you do the well, one, 115, right? Because the ring's five. Yeah. Right. So, but still, I mean, that's then you got a yeah, power gem a lot spot. Of you got a power yep. gem spot to make him any good. Well, in. In the in the Florida event, I saw somebody rocking a spot. I, I don't remember who it was, what team it was, but I saw it, and I was super stoked. <laughs> yeah, I, thought <laughs> I, you at least, I thought you would have at least taken it down and been like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I would have talked to them, but they were everybody was in the middle of their game, so I, I ain't trying to interrupt that stuff. Um, but anyways, uh, Mike, did you have anything on this White Rabbit, or, or what uh, team did you think it might so be? I liked, I liked Animal Keyword as well, especially with the um, High Evolutionary that we have. Is it High Evolutionary? Yeah, it's the prime from, one, yeah. Yeah, from Future Foundation, I think he offers a lot. I think Animal is right now in pretty good, strong in the meta. I think that's what won the Clicks Cup with Tyler Spies had a yep. Animal keyword uh, theme team with the Spider Ham and uh, Chip and... Uh, maggot. Maggot, yeah, like three maggots. So I think that something along those lines... Uh, I threw, on, I threw on an Ultra Humanite and a Gorilla Grout so far, and I'm at 255. Um, I just I like the one Maggot because with her Perplex, um, because he's not using Perplex to modify his values, so he modifies his Perplex by plus one, and then he does his thing where he eats one of his Eni or Meanie bystanders. He's a 20, and he can't be modified down at least by Perplex. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. going to be hard to deal with up front. Yeah, either that or use his per- white rabbit's perplexed to negatively modify an opponent's defense or so- or attack or something. Yeah, and that way they can't be targeted by if they have you know like a Valeria Richards or someone else trying to buff up you know and you could take out choose them and they can't be targeted by perplex now and now their attack is low or something. Yeah, so that was that was my thought on her because her perplex is pretty good. Um, she's just very squishy, so I like the liar ring stretching her distance out a little bit to keep herself away from people, um, since she's not really your main attacker on your force. Um, she, it is nice that she has Sinister Syndicate, so she can share that to, like, Spider Hammer Eyes. Want to yeah, keep him kind of near her? Um, yeah, that Yeah, I mean, you can, give her, you, you can give her a 12 attack then, so, which isn't bad. I don't think there's anyone else on here that has bald card, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, no, so... And then the Eni immediate, let's see, remove, remove fruit token and choose one, heal two clicks, or this turn Maggot can use charge and modify its combat values at plus one. So I think that, like, honestly, like, we know that this animal team works, right? Like, we took it, we looked at the winning winning team and we just copied and pasted it. Pretty much just make some edits, there you go. Um, 
But putting White Rabbit with Maggot, I think, is really solid, especially if you rush him up there. Um, you can perplex him up, I believe, and then he cannot be perplexed by anybody else. So he's up there. He does his thing. He's plus one uh, perplex to whatever you need him to do. Um, and then you can generate your dudes, suck him back in. He gets plus one to all of his combat values, and he cannot be perplexed. Um, yeah, so exactly. he's out in the open and cannot be perplexed. I think that's, you know, animal keywords and everything. I mean, that's how you run it, right? Like, if we're going to use White Rabbit on a team, that's how you use it. At least, to my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there wasn't really a lot of other things that I, I would have gone in a different direction. I just hadn't seen really anything else that grabbed my attention to be this is good and is viable. Yeah. So, I just didn't sure. want to run more than one maggot because I just, I like the interaction of her perplex with his, like, the way his kit works, so I. But right. you only have one of her, and it's not like she can perplex multiple people. So, right. But at the same time, like you just it, it, a good player will put the perplex where you need it, even at the one time. So you only really ever need the one for her. <laughs> She's too expensive otherwise. Mm-hmm. But um, to keep the conversation going, though, on this white rabbit, I am curious because for me, I enjoy building teams that aren't themed. Um, I en- I really like themed teams. That's what I play if I play. Um, but I, I've always been interested in teams that are non, um, so with white rabbit, we can do a kind of a build team here, but with white rabbit, do, do strictly doing non theme, what figures do we think highly benefits or can utilize white rabbit? Any at the top of your heads, like which figures go good with white rabbit? And we I'm, had to use it. I'm back by the way. Um, oh, okay. So I'm not going to have... Dan re-explain everything. I'll just listen to it on the podcast uh, later. But I know, Kane, you were saying what goes good with her. Um, that, that, that is not theme team because we were talking about, like, I'll just quickly say, we were talking about, like, if we just went ahead and used Maggot, like, we did the winning animal team and yeah. we just threw her in there, um, she would definitely help Maggot. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's kind of what we thought about as far as her keywords and utilization. So. I mean, the only the only change I could I could make to this team is like adding the lockjaw from like Avengers and uh, Black Panther, um, just because he makes he can actually carry ease like ease, he has like better ease of use with carry, and he's got a long dial and a stop. So um, if you were looking to like change it up and and he's got twelve speed, so you can just carry everyone up really far like Spider Hammer Eye and Maggot instead. Of Spider Hammer Eye carrying people and chipped or something like. If you're trying to make because there was like space on this team, so I guess that was something that for me like might be interesting. Where you just he moves, almost, you can what double perplex him with high evolutionary, and he can just go 14 squares up with phasing, and he can carry most or your heavy attackers up front right away. So are we trying to improve her with characters, or are we just kind of having her on the team as a second or like a third, third, re, third attacker and perplexer? Because no, not- no, my my thing was you put the liar ring on her, and then she has a ten range mind control, and her perplex is ten range. So you, and then the way her trait works is all she has to hit. So you just hit with mind control, you do something, and then she spits out a rabbit next to whoever she hit. And I like pairing her with. Um, hammer eye because then she can get a twelve attack through Sinister Syndicate. Yeah, Dan. Dan touched on that, so yeah, that, that's yeah, okay. super solid. Yeah, super solid. Because that's um, yeah. I mean, he's ahead, what Adam. sixty points, so that's one hundred and twenty points. Your build right there. 
Yeah, I mean, I had High Evolutionary, Spider Hammerite, uh, Ultra Humanite, Gorilla Grodd, White Rabbit, and Maggot. And then I was probably going to, for me, I would put on, like, Lockjaw. So you can carry up Grodd, um, Spider Hammerite, and Maggot. And then you can just have them all start attacking, because Spider Hammerite can do the free attack. And then uh, Maggot can pop out Eeny Meeny and do his thing. Did you have uh, High Evolutionary at low? Yeah, 20. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hate to copy and paste Tyler Spee's team, but rather than Lockjaw, would you do Chip? Uh, I have Chip on there, too. Oh, I was I, just... I'm at 255, so, like, Lockjaw was just a good 40 points that I could, like, as a as an alternative, just move everyone up. So you it, have 45 I, points left over? Yeah, and then, well, I could use Chip to reposition White Rabbit to help keep her safe, because he's got TK to help move her out. Let's see what we have for 45 points for animals. No, I, no. I, I, I hate, I, I, I don't like for make it meta, and I'm not calling or not blaming anyone, but like, I don't like the cop. Like, I was, when I was making this team earlier, it was like, okay, three maggots, high evolutionary. Like, I don't like to rinse and repeat what people just did to win something. Um, well, that's why that's why uh, Kane was mentioning about doing non theme and like what. So, what would you do for non non theme? Yeah, there's not much. I mean, there's uh, Copperhead, Cheetah, Tolifer, which you're not doing because you already have a Prime. Yeah, there's not a lot left for forty points. So maybe that uh, Lockjaw is what you do. I mean, Animal is good, and it's nice to see it in the meta, but it's very narrow as far as like team diversity. So the know where you're at. I mean, if you wanted to, um, you could spend 20, 20 more points and up High Evolutionary to his top dial, because then at least he would have Empowered, and then you'd have to, people would have to three-tap him to kill him. Or you throw on a second Maggot. I just like the, using the one Maggot, since she only has the one Perplex, and her Perplex interacts with his kit well. Yeah. So. And that's where I'm at the two maggots. Like, we see what three maggots could do. <laughs> so, like, two maggots, yeah, she only targets one. But if that one dies, you have a second one, you know? <clears throat> so, I don't know. I, I think we go the route of just having more, the better. Or what so, about, we've seen uh, what I've done. What about some Wendigos? I think Wendigos is a uh, super solid choice, especially if we're doing non-themed. Uh, well, Wendigo's animal, so it'd be fine. But um, yeah, Wendigo's is super solid. I mean, they're big targets, so if they can't be perplexed, I mean, that's pretty good. Up their defense, they can't be perplexed. So I think what you're hitting 18 at that point. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're using like if you're using ship high evolutionary, they're 20s. Oh yeah, there you go. So yeah, Wendigo not being able to be perplexed is you know per- perplexed down at all is uh, <laughs> pretty pretty scary. Yeah, giving Windigo's a twenty defense from range is nothing to shy about because then you have to bring them. Yep. You have to bring people to the Windigos because twenty is night. It's it's funny because nineteen's not really that hard to hit, but twenty is a little bit harder, obvious reasons. But twenty is a little bit more scarier to people than a nineteen. So I mean, if you really wanted to go all out, you could do. I would probably. You could do three Windigos if you wanted to. That might be a little bit overkill, but maybe one Windigo and upping High Evolutionary to his full just to give the Windigos empowered then. So here, real quick before we continue. So so far we have High Evolutionary. 
I want to put this team out there in front of me. We have White Rabbit. Did you say we have Hammer Eye on the team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Where is Hammer Eye? And just for listeners, we're prime, non prime, what point value? What are we doing? Uh, probably well, lower right now. Prime. Oh, for High Evolutionary? Yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the one that works with Animal. The non prime doesn't work with Animal. He doesn't even have the keyword. Yeah. Um, so hi, high Evolutionary, White Rabbit, Spider Hammer Eye, Maggot, Ultra Humanite on low, I'm assuming. And then how many Grods? Just one. I'm at 215. Then we got to put Chip on there. That brings us to 250. You want the Liar Ring? That's 255. That's 255. And then you get three Wendigos from there. Which is exactly 40. <laughs> Which wouldn't be bad, actually. And then you would bring, if you had it, obviously, you'd bring both green constructs, but you're always using the um, baseball mitt. You're, ne- you're probably never using the spotlight because that thing is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So that put makes you a, let me get the Wendigos on here, one, two, three. So that makes you a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, plus ten. Which is really good. So, because you want to win map still, mm-hmm. which is hilarious that we that they, I I thought all these changes to theme were gonna be changing the quantity of theme team, and that hasn't changed a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if I'm staring across the board at three Windigos with a twenty defense from range, I'm kind of scared to be honest. I mean, there are ways to get through it. You could pulse wave them, you could um, dark phoenix them. So obviously, there's ways to kill them all in one which that's the chance you're taking because if a dark phoenix comes across the board and wipes out your windigos you're going to be hurting them because that's uh, i mean three has to, for her. still has to hit though yes um or initial hit would be trouble um Matty g had a good strategy with his high evolutionaries and nathaniel richards where he just gave a high evolutionary uh out or i'm sorry not outwit pulse wave and just pulse wave teams so you're, you're always going to run into that but if you this is a team I think you can kind of spread apart, you know, you throw out one win to go out there, maybe just debate someone and then you uh do what you have to with the other ones. I don't think you'd have to run high evolutionary at forty just because you do have the one grod with an empowerment already, so the windigos are doing four damage. Maggot and his Enies and Meanies are doing three damage. Uh White Rabbit's mind controlling, maybe bringing somebody to a Windigo to get gobbled up by, so I think this is a pretty decent team for White Rabbit. Uh, problem is, she's just sixty points is a lot for what she does. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and she's squishy, so yeah. that's why I. That's why my whole thing was the liring to stretch out her range to then make her not as uh, threatened by other people because her other. I think her range normally is five. five yeah. So, but the fact so that with Hammer Eye you're giving and the ring you're giving her a ten range with a twelve attack. Yeah. And, you know, if they've got a reducer, you just blow through it with the Psychic Blast, or like Dan said, you just mind control them and bring them on over. Uh, you're definitely not going Sinister Syndicate with this girl. It's just not enough, even though I know Kane loves his spot, and uh, I hope Spot will still try to find a way to make it into the meta scene eventually, but uh, there's just not enough in Sinister Syndicate to make a viable meta competitive team 
But no, I like this team. So again, one more time, it's High Evolutionary at 20 of the Prime, White Rabbit, Spider Hammer Eye, Maggot, Ultra Humanite, Gorilla Grodd, Chip, and then Triple Windigos with the Liar Ring. Are yeah, we... The other thing we were just talking about was like, are there any other things like off theme that you could build with her on the team to be effective? And that's what Kane was getting at. Yeah, I don't know what else you would need. I mean... With the liar ring and hammer eye, I think that's all she needs to be good. <laughs> to be honest, no, I get that. I mean, like if you're building off, like obviously this is theme. Like he was talking, yeah. building off theme. Yeah, I, I think I think any t- team benefits her, right? I mean, she takes up like she pretty much ends the the team build, right? She's sixty points. So if you look at dark side or somebody like that, and you throw her or Omega, whatever, you throw her on that. Um, any tank team, she they benefit because they're usually out there by themselves. So them not being able to be perplexed down, um, and then you know they they stop they kind of flood they kind of well I guess it depends. But you can also like tie up pieces going to White Rabbit, and if you have the ring ring on her, excuse me, if you have the ring on her, um, she has that ten range. So you know, kind of keep her keep her away. But um, non theme definitely, I think any tank team might benefit from her. But you are paying sixty points. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a lot of points for her. But no, I yeah. think this maggot team or this uh, animal team could do some work. To be honest. Hmm. No, yeah, Mike. I agree. I agree. Mike, anything to add? No, not really. On uh, the white rabbit, I think that like we covered for the most part is that where she fits best is fortunate that the meta does suit animal right now. Although it is limited, yeah. I mean, I wanted to do a version of uh, Yeah, it, it's it's nice to see animals who are actually being in the meta. Yeah, I took was a maggot and an evolutionary. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to our second make it meta, and that is going to be for a figure that is not released yet, but that is the Prime Mimic. So the Prime Mimic is from Rise and Fall. He is 150 points, or he is 60 points, has the X-Men keyword. Has some great stats at 150, so has an 8 range, has a 12 12 movement with a special power with charge, flurry, and plasticity. 12 second blast, 18 impervious, 4 damage, CCE. Has the rally dice, and the rally is... Uh, you can remove a rally die from Mimic and choose a displayed standard power of a friendly character within range, and they can use it. So that's the important thing. It has to be a displayed power, so it can't be through a white power or a trait. And then the other trait is Mimic can use the displayed standard power or displayed standard attack and damage powers of adjacent characters. I was talking to Mike. The 150 looks really good, but I think you're always going to be going with the lower point at 60. 60, he starts with an 11 special power movement, 11 psychic blast, 18 senses with a 3 damage exploit. So Mike and I made up a team real quick, and we'll see what you guys think about this one. Uh, So with this one, this is themed, but I think you go non-theme with this guy, and I'll talk about it in a second. But uh, we have Dr. Moira McTaggart from the new one that can just power action, put a rally die on someone adjacent. The 25-point Magneto, that is the retail and the leadership. Multiple man at 50, multiple man at 10, Mimic at 60, Professor X at 25, the one that can bring in X-Men when you start the game. Double Dark Phoenix, Mother, 
Mike really wanted the all-black Necrosword on Mimic, so we added that. We added the Latveria Village just to give the Dark Phoenix's Mastermind two villagers and a spin ring because TK is always nice. Uh, so that oh. came with themes. So you don't like um, Legacy Cyclops at all? Mm, I didn't look into him that much. What does he really do? Oh, because he get he can give Mimic access to running shot because he's also like he can just get carried by Mimic and he's got the whole increase action total by plus two, so you're getting the extra action for forty points. Um, and then when he, when he hits, um, so everybody can use side. Everybody with the X Men keyword can use sidestep if he hits. So, um, um where is he? Uh, new new set bottom of the bottom of the no, line. I was looking at the Magneto to see if he started with running shot, but he has sidestep, not running shot. Um, yeah, I mean running shot's good, but I think with the TK you might be able to. Uh, I'd have to look more into that Cyclops. He's not bad. He's got the leadership. He's got the precision strike. Um, he destroys blocking, like you said, friendly characters with the X Men can use side stuff. So it's not bad at all. Um, but that's what we just like. Go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah. No, that was just I was just throwing that out there as an option, just because it gives him access to running shot without him being very expensive. Was the thing. Yeah. Um, so the team that I was thinking with this guy, and I thought it was going to work with this X-Men team that we came up with, but it's not, so just forget what I said about that team. But I think you're going non-theme because you want to find a way to get this guy to get Mastermind. The reason why I say that is because with the new multiple men, they're only taking two damage, and they are constantly spitting out those bystanders that can be Mastermind too. So if you can get a figure, and the first one that comes to my mind is Commissioner for 25 points, you're getting that Mastermind, so you're doing a power action with Moira Taggart, you're putting on, you're putting it on Mimic, he's taking that off, he's getting Mastermind, and he's Masterminding to all the multiple men because they're only taking two damage at a time. If my math is right, you should be able to take three hits, or multiple men should be able to take three hits and then also make three um, bystanders. So you're getting a ton of fodder for Mimic, and um, his only downfall obviously would be outwit if they can outwit him. Uh, so, um, what we what would you guys think about that for a non theme? Is Mimic and Commissioner to start off with? Mike, you want to take one on this one? Mark Dan, there you go. No, no, Mike, Mike, you wanted to uh, run with Mimic, so go ahead. Yeah, so I had been playing Mimic at 150 for a little bit online a couple of times. I wanted to get a feel for him because I'm a huge fan of A, tentpole teams where someone's mm-hmm. just a beat stick, and B, B uh, charge flurry. Like, I love characters that can make multiple attacks. And I, so, like, and seeing, I mean, tentpole teams, you know, are, are tricky in the meta now. Uh, they're uh, coming a little bit back in the popularity i think with the nerf to perplex you can't perplex damage so i think that gives them a little bit more survivability but i was excited to see a character like mimic because he's not a full tent pole where he's like 250 or 200 plus 
points. He's only, still 150. He's got the X-Men. He's got tons of cool keywords. So you can still, I think, fit him on a nice variety of teams. And he's just obviously a Swiss Army knife. He's got some crazy stats. He can take powers. And, you know, he's got the charge flurry. So what I liked on him was the ability uh, with Moira and then someone like Commissioner to... You know, he gets mastermind and then he just kind of hunkers back at 150, you know, with the multiple man takes because, I mean, he, it wouldn't be an alpha strike team. Uh, you'd, you know, you'd sort of let people come into you. They deal with your mastermind or even pick off like one of your dark phoenix, like have a dark phoenix on there as bait. So someone goes for that first and then Mimic comes in with some charge flurry action with close combat expert and is just swinging for five, six damage with an object or give him empower and he's got seven and he's just, you know, crushing people with some flurry so, so that I, was my thought i guess the only reason why i wouldn't play him at 150 is if you play him at 60 you're getting the exact because you're already non-theme with commissioner you're getting the exact same thing with him at 150 with sky tyrant at 50 mm. so if you take him off at 150 and you play him at let's put this together 160 and you put in a sky tyrant you're getting the exact same thing for 100 points less because you're already going to be non-themed. Uh, Mimic's other keywords are Dark X-Men, Excalibur, Jean Grey School for Higher Learning, The Five, and X-Men. Um, but I think you kind of pull a Scott Crampton and just kind of do what he does and put all the good figures on one team and see how they work together. Um, so my thought was Commissioner Mimic, Sky Tyrant, because why not? Uh, Multiple Man just because he can take three hits plus make a bunch of pogs to mastermind to. And that puts you at 175. And then, like uh, Mike said, you put on a couple, maybe two Dark Phoenixes. Mm-hmm. Just because it's nice to have one get baited out there for 30 points, and then you have the other one retail. And mm-hmm. that leaves you at 235. I really like Mother on this team. Just because she's a double perplex, she's a TK, she's a sidestepper. If you can get her all the way to her um, plot point, she can just give Mimic prob. But I like the fact that she's a double prober. Or sorry, she's a double prober once you push her one time. And she is a TK. I don't think she gets enough play, to be honest. Well, I mean, I, I'm certain she will once X, this set comes out. Because, I mean, X-Men... They have some stuff going on, but I just don't think they have a big enough pool of really, really good figures to make a solid team. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm at the Commissioner, Mimic, Sky Tyrant, Multiple Man, Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, Mother, and that puts me at 230. If I wanted to, I could even put a third Dark Phoenix on there. But um, <laughs> what else were you guys thinking about? I think for sure we're, we're doing Commissioner and Mimic. And I think... Mm-hmm. If you're going to go that mastermind way, you're going to also do multiple man. So, so I, I want to, we, we can go ahead and do what you want to do real quick. But what I want to do is I want to take, I want to piggyback off what uh, Mike said. And I want to go ahead and we want, let's make it a team where this mimics at 150. I understand okay. sky timing, all that stuff, but let's, let's do the clicks in the crew and try to make it mimic playable at 150 my man all right no i'm doing that so 150 (laughs) mimic are we still thinking non-theme and going commissioner multiple man 
Yeah. Hmm. Are we, are, I, I ask to... this: Are we going the mastermind way or no? So I almost feel like that's better because it gives you more time to build mimic with his rally die. I think that it's right. a part of the thing that I like is just giving like almost like a late. I know late game strategy isn't something that really exists too much in clicks because you only have fifty minutes. But I'm always a late game player in so many other games that I wish I could adapt that to clicks. And something I do like in this is, I, Adam, I definitely think that your team is would be more competitive. Obviously, like it's rare that there is a, a lower point version and you choose the higher point version of that character. Mm -hmm. I think that's rare in the meta that you would see someone like, oh, no, the higher point one is definitely better. But um, so, yeah, so I think that I like the idea of keeping him... Uh, master, given him the mastermind, so that way you just have more options to build him with every power you can. Now, hear me out for one more thing before we want to officially decide to go with the 150 make. <laughs> uh, Mimic is 60 points. Yeah. Chase Apocalypse is 70 points. Therefore, he could recoil revival Mimic as much as he wants. And the way that I think recoiling revival is word it says when this character would be KO'd. So when he would be KO'd he wouldn't be KO'd and still retain all the powers that he has gotten off of his rally dice. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think I, I think we need to, to, to satisfy both parties here. <laughs> I think we can quickly come up with a 60 point mimic team. And then try to do a 150 team. <laughs> okay, let's do a 60.1 real quick because I think that will be um, a little bit easier. So we have <clears throat> Commissioner, Multiple mm -hmm. Man, Mimic, Chase Apocalypse, <clears throat> excuse me, Dr. Moya Mataggart. That puts us at 215. Mm -hmm. I think. Dark, Dark Phoenix. Do you want one or mm -hmm. two Dark Phoenixes? I'd say start with one. Start with one, yeah. Start with one. Okay, that puts us at 245. I personally like. Uh, mother, that mm -hmm. poses at 280. She's not a must, <clears throat> excuse me, but I like the double perplex. I like the TK. Well, I like mother because she has the perplex, the double perplex, and then mimic also can borrow her perplexities next to her. Yes, and you know, so you could triple perplex in theory for and what that's 95 points right there, triple perplex. Yeah, the problem is so. it puts us at a very awkward 280, and I don't mm -hmm. know what would we really do with 20 points left. Uh, items, I would say, but um, let's maybe take Mother like... off for a second. Do we need TK with this team? I think so. Yeah, <clears throat> unless you're putting someone on there for running shot or hyper for mimic to copy, I think you do need some form of TK. Um, Oz, Oz, maybe. That's not a displayed though. Oh no, you're just looking for the uh, TK. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're already not themed, so we don't care about being themed anymore. So we do have 25 points left over. Um, do we want a shape change in here for him at all? Because Multiple Man does not start with it, which is interesting that Multiple Man does not have shape change. Um. Mm. What are else? What are some other really good figures that are fifty points that are in the meta right now? Well, if they weren't in the meta, 
I would say like maybe look at Krakoa, <laughs> but um, because I just like that safe haven thing. Yeah, but in the meta, because right now, um, Apocalypse can bring back the multiple man, so Mimic mm-hmm. will have a constant factory of mastermind fodder no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, what else would be good on this team for twenty five points? I do like Mother, but we have. Uh, we have one, two, three, four attackers right now because Phoenix, Apocalypse, Mimic, and um, Rookie. What else would go good on this team? I don't think we need a Scarab. I don't think we need a Sky Tyrant because we don't have TK. Do we just? How many points do we have? We have 55 points left. If we do the Mother, yeah. we have 20 points, but there's such an odd number. Right. I mean, you were you wanted the Necro Sword, so we could do mm. Necro Sword for fifteen, and then do five points. Yeah, so yeah, there we go. So we'll do five points for the or fifteen points for the Necro Sword, and then mm-hmm. five points for the Latvian bonus, and just give the Phoenix the Mastermind for the uh, peasants. There you go. That's an uh, awfully Mastermind heavy team, which is. is pretty cool. So you got Commissioner. Multiple man at fifty. That's your leadership mimic, who will take and he can and what he could even do is take running shot from apocalypse and impervious and outwit. So then he's got a double rollout with impervious and senses. Mm-hmm. And then you got Doctor Moyer Mataget. You got Dark Phoenix. You got Mother. If you want the perplex and the TK, so that means uh, she can TK the sword to mimic. To have them equip, and then the five point four. I like this team to be honest. <laughs> if I had all these figures, I would probably run this at a at a, uh, a uh, tournament menu. somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. Commissioner, multiple man at forty. Mimic, apocalypse. Because I don't think you're ever killing mimic. <laughs> to be honest, he would be. He is so hard with this team. It's kind of a don't die team because multiple man just takes a lot to hit. Mimic is always masterminding. Apocalypse has that stop click and then heals back up. Dark- I mean, you can you can just outwit its mastermind and then yeah, that's his one downfall is you just outwit the mastermind. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing that, you're trying to get through the senses and the impervious. Um, and if you are focusing Mimic, you used to. I mean, Mimic also, if he's next to Apocalypse, he has Outwit. Uh, he could copy his Outwit, and Apocalypse has Outwit. You also have your Dark Phoenix. You got to worry about Apocalypse is no slouch. Yeah. So, and if they, uh, they do- well, I mean, he can he can only copy standard attack and damage powers. So, yeah, he would get Running Shot, Impervious, and the Outwit from Apocalypse. No, he don't. Oh no, it's only attack damage, no speed. If he did the uh, rally token, is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he so still he got outwit. Yeah, he naturally gets his outwit if he's next to him, and then yeah, for the rest of the game, you can copy any of those other ones like running shot and perv. Yeah, and he so he doesn't he doesn't lose any of those ones because it doesn't really specify. It just says like you can use it for the rest of the. I'm just, I guess that's for the rest of the game, but this pow- the rally doesn't like override itself every time. Is what I'm. Yeah, is what I'm hearing. Okay. Um, and with it being Krakoa and revival, you wouldn't really have to um, sacrifice your Dark Phoenix or anything like that. You just throw Mimic up there, and if they kill him, cool, they get sixty points and a pog, 
but then that's more stuff for Dark Phoenix to eat. Because but yeah, that's the whole that's the whole nice thing about the Kirkland revival is if, if she she then yeah she can get more dangerous because she could just attack something and kill all the pogs next to that thing, and then you know, then she's added three four clicks to herself. Yeah. No, I really like this team to be honest. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> screenshot this team right now. Is that him at sixty? Yeah, I have him at sixty. Send it to me. I want I want to see it. I want to use it. Yes, me too, please. Yeah, I think we're all going to give it a trial run. I mean, the, yeah, thing, exactly. the thing is, I mean, he's yeah, for 60 points, especially if you like equip the power gem to him, he's still a 12 for 5. Hmm. So he's still doing a lot of damage. Well, I know, he's not, I know yeah. he's not a 13, but... Yeah, you can give him a 13 with um, Mother, and then if they are hitting him or Multiple Man, they're popping out the Empowered Pog, so then he could possibly be doing a 4 or a 5. And then, no, 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 it's just the power gym equipped him. He's doing five damage. Oh, that way, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you could go that way. And that's regardless of whether he's doing range or close, because it's just a mod- an automatic plus two damage. Mm. I don't know. I do like the Necro Sword on him, because then you don't have to worry about positioning for Outwit to get rid of senses and shape change. Yeah, I mean, I guess we that, have a way. I guess we that's have a way. We have a way to get him. We have a way of getting him the sword first turn? Yeah, Mother TKs it back. Okay, copy. Hmm. You also, if you have multiple mana, if you put him on his lower point one, you could just give him close combat expert if you play multiple mana at 10 points. It's not as much fodder, but it still is, I think, plenty. But then you're losing a leadership. Oh, no, you're True. not. You have commissioner. Never mind. Yeah, 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 so you have commissioner. Um, so yeah, so I like that, and then that opens up more points. It opens you up another 30 points. So what mm. what I would even do is run two multiple men just because for the mm. um, extra fodder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you run, let's find multiple men. If you run two multiple men, that puts you at 225. So if you really wanted to, you could put Galactus on him then, and then he has, then you can't outwit his mastermind. Oof. Or any, any powers, just period. That's yeah. not bad at all either, to be honest. Because if they if they are hitting Mimic and he's masterminding it to multiple man, if they're not doing penetrating damage, you should be able to survive two hits per multiple man because he does have toughness and he takes a max of two damage. Mm-hmm. Is that how that works? Yeah. Yeah, and then he also generates those other multiple men. So yeah, so it's be it'd be. Two Wait, are, are, you, are you talking about multiple men at 10 or multiple men at 40? At 10. So he takes a max of 2 damage, right? Yeah. From, yeah, unless you're doing penetrating, he would only take one click. So you run two of him, that means you're getting four masterminds to just those, plus another four because they're making two bystanders off of that. So you can mastermind the, the, the Madrox technically eight times, and then bring them back with Krakoian Revival. No, you can't bring him back. Why not? Not a standard character. Oh, he isn't a standard character. But still, regardless, you're still Mastermind yeah, that eight, eight times. No, I, I, I get that. I'm just saying. Like, no, that's a good call. I didn't see that. Part. Everyone out there, he's not a standard character. Um, Is that 40 and at 10 points? or just Yeah, 10? it's, all, it's okay. all. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. All right. No good call on that one. But still, you're Masterminding eight times to fodder. Um, Wait, who's not a standard character? I missed Multiple it. Man is oh. not a standard character. Oh. 
Um, and he's no slouch either. I mean, if you can get him next to people and he can heal up with steel energy, then you have to deal with him for another turn for attacking. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I mean, like, yeah, he's still doing. He's still eleven for either three or two, which is nothing. Yeah, it just and the, he, the thing that stinks is that Commissioner is the only non X Men on this team. So you're not <laughs> themed by one character, but he's like the most essential character on the team because of that mastermind. You can't give him X Men. There's nothing that gives. No, X-Men there's no one. Do you think like with Steve Rogers, how he makes <laughs> Shield exactly. and Avengers? There's someone. Um, someone out there, someone out there that could make X. Like there should be a Professor X that makes people X Men because <laughs> that's what yeah, he does. Sure. That's his job. Exactly. Is there it'd any, any X Men that's twenty five points that can use Mastermind? No, Not we listed. Looked. There's a lot that have traded Mastermind in the next set, but there's none that have printed Mastermind. Oh, okay, because I was trying to think. Of, well, not just in this set, but just in general. Just no, X. When me and uh, Mike were talking, I looked. I really did, and there's nobody that has Mastermind. I'm going to look, double check real quick again. But there's a lot of people with traded Mastermind in this next set. But uh, like the Leandra that um, Mike mentioned before the uh, podcast has it, but it is a trait, not a uh, white power or not a standard power. Unfortunately, Cyclops can get it. The L, the the which call it. Legacy. Legacy card, but yeah. it's not. He doesn't start with it. And I was mm-hmm. thinking like the twenty-five point Magneto, like when I mentioned the first one, but it is a white power, not a. Uh, yep, FB, FB, just yeah, displayed standard powers. Yep, yeah. Unfortunately, there's only four, or, yeah, four characters that can do it. Sebastian Shaw, which again doesn't start with it. The Legacy Cyclops, the Mister Sinister from House of X, but he doesn't start with it. And the Magneto, but again, it, he doesn't start with it, and it's only on his top line of 150 points, clicks two through four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Question: Did we, we? Did you say the team has the Moirik Taggart on this team? Yes. Okay, good. Because you can just keep gaining powers that way, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. For a power action. Right. Right. I mean, she, she takes, the... means she takes the power action, which isn't too bad. Right, right, and you have street. several uh, Mimic could copy the Commissioner's leadership, and then you have two leaderships to try and take tokens off of her so she could hopefully continuously get you some powers. Well, do we have... Hmm. We want Invincible, right? Do we have anybody that has Invincible? I don't think you need Invincible. You don't really need it, no, because Invincible is not as good as it used to be. But, I mean, still not taking Penetrating, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, if you're starting him at 60, he's got senses, so he's not really worried about um, penetrating damage at that point. He's, yeah, and I also think oh, if yeah, you're, sorry, if you're planning on Krakow and reviving anyway, I think that he has enough survivability built in that trying to find yeah. someone cheaply with the printed Invincible would be would be tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. I th- I well, think- I was thinking more of the rally power. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. yeah, more of it gives sure. him the. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think this team covers everything you need because Commissioner yeah. has the leadership, makes or has the mastermind, makes a bystander that has prob. So there's your prob, even though you're not a theme team. It's got Mimic, who's just an all-out attacker. You got the Apocalypse that has the outwit and the Crackhorn revival, and this is really hard to kill. You got the retail with Dark Phoenix. You got the mother. 
with the TK and the double perplex. And then if you do double perplex next turn, you're going to get double prob off of her. And then you got the necro sword, which is just going to go through. You're going to be hitting the person no matter what. I don't know what. I don't think anything avoids necro sword except the miss, obviously. And then you've got the mastermind fodder with the multiple man. And then you've got. Mm-hmm. Um, if we are doing this one, we would not. Would we just do Galactus instead of the map bonus if we're doing it with double multiple men at 10 points? Can you repeat that? If we're going to go with double multiple men at 10 points, will we just do Galactus on Mimic? Or, like I said, I think that you could do both and just drop one multiple man. I think two is a little overkill you know i think that having that much mastermind right next to mimic at all times is going to be a little you, you'd spend Hoggy. so much time trying to do it yeah and there's just too much going on with four actions so i think having the one multiple man at 10 points gives you plenty like at least three rounds of mastermind which i think is enough if they're and that's even if they're hitting through like your senses or you know, you're impervious or that kind of stuff. So I would say drop and go down to one multiple man at 10 points still does everything you need and then have the map bonus and a Galactus and still five points left over for maybe a spin ring or something. Yeah. And the crazy thing too, about having Galactus on mimic is you're going to get even more powers. So you better bring a notepad with you with this team because you're going to have to keep track of all of mimics powers uh, because max, max out his, your credit card too yeah on his second <laughs> when on his second herald dial for galactus he's going to get hypersonic because then you'll be able to hypersonic flurry psychic blast exploit or whatever you want to do with that thing and i think mimics the type of character you want to get up in the fight because that's the only way the the herald dial moves anyways and then it's got plasticity plasticity isn't as good as it used to be but it is still pretty good um so i think having the galactus dial on mimic is a good choice i agree um how many flyers are on this team mimic is a flyer apocalypse no phoenix yeah i think it's a good call not having that other multiple man because you really have no way of moving him next to mimic um without burning an action and mimic can just carry around the multiple man with him yeah i think that it's it's awesome in theory but again i think it is in a 50 point in a 50 minute game i think it does get a little clunky and it does become slightly redundant again you have the krakoan revival you have powers for days so i think it would be uh you know one at 10 points is so much value yeah all right, so that's what we have <clears throat> for Mimic at 60 points. Now let's try doing it at 150. So what are we thinking of doing with 150? I rabbit. No, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> what do you got, um, Kane? You're a resident big guy lover. Oh, man, I love the big guys. Yeah, no, I, that, that is very context-related. Uh. <laughs> You, you hear what you want to hear, Dan. You hear what you want to hear. <laughs> um, are we are we thinking about dabbling at all with Diamond Patch? Just because obviously money is not an issue. We're just dabbling with every every figure of it, like like pending availability. Uh, yes, to answer your question. I mean, I, I you know that forty points being able to be carried, dropping uh, mimic carrying who he needs to be, especially at one fifty. 
I think being able to shut down, shape, change, stealth, and all that other stuff. Um, key, uh, let's see. Posing character within six squares can't use the following. Shape, change, stealth, keywords that are not printed on their cards. I think that's pretty dang solid. Um, adds that much more viability to it. So I think it's worth definitely looking. Uh, I thought about Diamond Patch, but I think that what everything Diamond Patch does, the Necrosword does for the most part. Yeah, if you have a secondary attacker and then you don't have to waste an action on equipping something. So that was why I... Fair, fair, yeah. And, that, that another, is... and it's another character that can be Krakoin revivaled, so... And also, like, with this being, a, you know, 150, like, are we going to want to worry about um, equipment on him? Like, first turn equipping? That was, that was kind of the thing, was like, I really would rather get him out. At least for me, I'd rather get him out there. And I'm trying to, like, pers- like, my personal philosophy with all the things that have come out in clicks lately is I'm trying to build a team that's efficient as far as, like, actions are, are because of, like, certain teams that can shut down your ability to add extra actions, like the Doom teams. Um, and then, but also they, uh, and also the teams, like, that have a Scarab on it, so you're not relying on having to use an object to equip to, to really, um, like, that's not, a, like, a core part of your strategy, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Gotcha. Okay. It's just it's it, there, there's like glaring things that I see in the meta that you're going to encounter, and I feel like um, being able to avoid those pitfalls is something to look at. I don't know if it's uh, super viable right now, but that's just something I've I've thought about seeing with how the meta has been shaking out. Okay. So, yeah, you, yeah. Uh, Mike, go ahead and talk. I'm, I'm reading something real quick that I might have. So give me give me a second here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, I like that idea of just getting him being a little bit more aggressive with 150 and not having to worry about any equipment because, it, truthfully, anything you'd give him with equipment, you also could go the route of giving to him through his rally die and all that. So maybe that's a, a more efficient way of doing it. So I guess yeah. what, what else does he need to be effective at 150? Because we obviously that's half of our build, so we only have 150 points left. Mm-hmm. And he starts with the close combat expert, right? So he's at 13 for five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see, charge player plus I, I really do think anything that kind of like um, gets him to survive longer. I, I was looking at like the thing, right? It gives him 19 defense. Whatever. Uh, I was looking at Ghost Rider, hoping they shared a keyword. Um, I don't. I'm not seeing one. Uh, I don't want to play multiple man just because of the fact that it gives him access to steel energy. That's nice. Mm. Yeah, we're kind of getting into the thing too where we just we run. Uh, how much is would you say multiple man? So we play at ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, even just having one just to give him access to steel energy is good. Um, that's just that's just my thought is like because he's got a good dial and he's got that special power with flurry on a lot of those clicks. So mm-hmm. being able to have him heal consistently is good. Yeah, I like that. I think the thing he needs most would probably be mobility with, you know, with not having running shot, you either would want to give him that or hyper or give him TK. So he's making the most out of his charge flurry. He does have plasticity on the special power at least. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Give him a little bit of a bonus to mobility. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My thing is like with with Moira McTaggart. Like we look at her, right? Uh, let's see. 
Executor Rally die. So with him at 150, I, I'm not too worried about him like being adjacent to anybody or doing anything like that. Um, because like you can look at what we need, right? Look at what powers help him survive, and then free pick one power, give him the thing, and then he can go off, and the next turn he gets to free do it again, right? So he's already got two two powers right there right off the bat. Um, so it's just kind of, I, I, I just think with Moira McTaggart, we don't really have to worry too much about um, what can support him. Yeah, but um, she, I mean, he, she has to be next to him for that to work. Yeah, but you can do it right there right off the bat, turn one. Yeah, I get that. I'm just saying, like, he's only going to be able to pick one power that turn, so. Yeah, there's almost, like, so many options that you don't know which yeah. would be the most effective, <laughs> which honestly could be a good thing, though, if you just are prepared for a lot of different scenarios with even that Professor X where you could switch out the characters and, like, an X-Men theme and then get them in there with the sort of, like, rearrange your team as needed for what your opponent brings, and then he could choose powers. You know, if no one else on the enemy team has someone who shoots through stealth, you could have him copy Moira's stealth and just hide him in the back and wait for them to get close, and then he wrecks them if they don't have anybody who shoots through hindering. Or, I mean, even that Professor X has close combat uh, combat reflexes, so you could choose that uh, for something like even the animal you know, like uh, Tyler Spee's team, which is going to get right up in your face. You know, now they're hitting 20s if you give him, uh, you know, uh, combat reflexes. You know, so that could be turn one, he gets stealth, or turn one, he gets combat reflexes, and then they, you know, someone has to get close to him. Something like that. Are we thinking, I think for sure we're doing Mimic and Dr. Moyer Mertaggart. Do we want to yeah. stay themed? So stay with X-Men? It doesn't hurt to look at that because I think there's a lot of stuff here. Um, so we might as well look at it now. I'm actually working on a non theme, but it's more of like I need to read a bunch of figures. So that's why I'm not really talking. <laughs> I'm just reading a bunch to see what really benefits him. Because yeah, I think for I, I mean, sure that it's too good for 20 points for him to just be able to pick powers. I think it's such right. an awesome yeah. ability um, for him. You have to take advantage of it. You can always go, my boy uh, Leo De Venom. You can always go that route. Give him the gives him the ability not to be outwitted or perplexed um, so easily. I think when an opposing character uses outwit or perplex, the maximum range is four. Um, so I think that that helps a lot. Um, if we if we break theme, right? If we go theme, obviously we don't. But if you break theme and just look at characters that like like can add to his package, um, the venom helps there. You can give him a ring, and then he's got his ten outwit, my control, perplex stuff. Um, he's sixty points, but he does a lot more. Uh, for 60 points so hmm. but uh, yeah I guess we also have to decide do we want to go theme or not theme so like Adam said like we just go X-Men or do we just break theme and, as, as a tank player Mike what, what do you think oh boy I think that theme definitely uh, locks I guess, him in I think the question is how bad does losing map hurt Mimic yeah I don't think it really hurts you too much especially i think at 150 i don't think you're gonna even necessarily be guaranteed that map role because so many teams that play theme really rely on that map and try to go hard for it with their seven eight characters and i think that with him at 150 you're going to be hard pressed to, i think you're going to be at the like four five six character limit and i can't even yeah. tell you how many times that non-theme beat themed like you what in in the two games that I was at 
for you, Mike, that I saw you roll for initiative. You rolled crit hits. <laughs> One was against Medi G, who had a plus ten to your plus six. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, and you rolled a crit hit, and oh no, I was I wasn't themed. Oh, oh no, no wait, you were Was I? You were cosmic. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I was cosmic. Yeah. You're right. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a ten versus a six, and I think Matt Matty th- said he didn't even win the first four maps that he played, and he was a plus ten. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that breaking theme would probably give you more options. Yeah, it's just. Like I said, my my whole thought, and I hate that my thought goes this way, is that for 50 points, or for 100 points left, you get the same thing pretty much with a Sky Tyrant and a Power Jet. If I had a squirt bottle and you were in front of me, I'd squirt you every time you say freaking Sky Tyrant. I hate you every time. I think Commissioner and him are, Commissioner, him, and Phoenix are the top three figures in the game right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think Sky Tyrant is pretty busted. Which is funny because those three didn't make it to the final table on Saturday at the Clicks Cup. <laughs> right. And and that's my thing. Like a lot of people build to counter against it or um a lot of people I think I think Maddie G had this on the podcast last was just like people are just so afraid not so afraid, but they were just didn't they knew that they were gonna be built against, so they just didn't play it. Right, and like that's kind of kind of a lot of what we saw at this Clicks Cup is not a lot of people were playing it, or those that were, they were just too hard against it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. All right, I got about eight more minutes, so let's, uh, let's get <laughs> this team going. So we got Mimic, we got Doctor Moira Mateo. Let's stay themed, just for... yeah. Let's, say, let's just rock this round. Yeah. To be honest, I kind of want to put the Hope Summers from House of X on here because then she can just take three powers that Mimic has too. So it's just a lot of power sharing galore but she doesn't fit the team but I think she'd be a fun team to put on there because um, she just says choose three standard powers that are adjacent from the character with the X-Men keyword can use she can use those powers until your next turn mm. so I mean right off the bat she'd be getting you know charge flurry close combat expert <laughs> I like mother for mimic because like you said you're just increasing his stats making him so much more of a boss uh and making it more difficult to kill. You got the TK, and you also get the willpower, which he can copy, because that's the other problem I've run into with playing him, is that you mm-hmm. can get the charge flurry and two-shot two of your enemies, but then you're tapped out, because like, uh, the few times I've played him, like I give him Necrosword, turn one, then turn two, I TK him out, and he does his charge flurry, does his thing, KOs two figures, but now I'm double-tokened, and now they get to have their way with me because I'm just a sitting duck. For you know, because I got a rest. So uh, being able to give him, you know, either have leadership or willpower on him, I think makes him a lot easier. Or just like you said, not having the item, I think we're off to a good start because then you open up him being able to do, you know, two actions. I also don't and, having um, the Professor X on there because then you can just look at what you're playing against across the board and then bring in figures with the powers that you think you might need. Yeah, I like that too. The rise and fall, the uh, uncommon one yeah. for twenty five points, and it gives you out wit. Yep. If you stand next to him, so yeah, I what like is, that. What's his number again? He is uh, twenty eight. Yeah, so I have right now. I have mimic, full Moira, mother, and Professor X at two thirty. I mean, 
do you just rinse and repeat and put another Dark Phoenix on this team? <laughs> to be I honest? think you have to. If you're going theme, there's no reason. If you're go playing an X-Men theme team and you don't have a Dark Phoenix, I think you're wrong. Yeah. I mean, you could <laughs> you could double Dark Phoenix and then maybe put the Soul Gem on Mimic. Because then he's always healing with that charge flurry whenever you Yeah, use. you kind of have to. <laughs> we talked about not putting an item on it, but it's like, I think I think we worry about picking steel energy, or we decide to bite the bullet and give him an item, right? Like, well, it's kind of one of those things. And I think it, uh, having an object on there with Mother is almost like a gimme, too, because she can just TK it on and equip it right away. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Mother does so Wait, much... What? What's that? What you can equip? What are you talking about? With mother, I, mean, I feel like she is. If you have mother, I feel like you're almost entitled to having an equipment on there because you can just TK back the object and mimic and equip it right away. Oh. And oh. giving him a 19 defense plus healing um, every turn that maybe he is damaged because you don't have the mastermind strategy now, so he is going to be getting hit. Um, and then you can. Um, you know he's got a he's got one two three four five six clicks of that charge flurry and then sidestep. Uh, can you heal with range from Soul Gem as well? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you've got the ma- or you've got the uh, willpower if you decide to choose that. Uh, hopefully um, that works out for you with the rollouts. But he is just always healing with that charge flurry or just hitting from range every time too. I think that's fair. What do you, what do you think, Mike? I think that's a really, you know, as much as we didn't want to add item, I think adding Soul Gem with Mother, I think, is a little too hard to pass. Yeah, I think I would agree. Um, you don't want to do the Power Gem because he already has CCE, yeah. so it's kind of a waste. Um, time Gem, I mean, it gives you Prob, but you're getting Prob from Mother if you do the double uh, Perplex right away, plus you're already themed, so you're getting the... the um, the thing, the gem that I had the most interest in was actually reality because it gives him the two lightning bolts, which I think if you have a tentpole team that maximizes his damage spread, with being able to target two people with charge flurry, sort of like Sky Tyrant. So you're just making him a little bit strong, and it gives him the perplex. Uh, so even if he does go away from mother, you could still use perplex. Yeah. My only downside to that, as I real like. Well, the problem with tent pulls is that if you have a lot of people attacking you, so if you whip an attack or whatever, like I, I get the benefit of hitting two targets, you you knock out two targets, right? But the damage output, like, will it be there? And are we going to be able to, depending on what we're against? Because a lot of figures do have stop clicks, right? A lot yeah. of you know cheap figures with stop clicks. So we want to be able to survive, not deal damage, because we'll we'll get there. We want it's an endurance game, right? You got fifty minutes to survive. Can we survive and knock out pieces? So mm. that, that's that's why I go soul gem there because a lot of times have I got okay I, I could pump out a lot of damage but then you know we're glass cannons we go out there we do our damage and then we're stranded and once we get hit we lose type of thing you know that, I like once that. we get hit enough <laughs> yeah, that's better I think you're right I think soul gem is the best option for him yeah oh, oh and the thing is is that you know with the soul gem let me pull him back up with the soul gem he's at nineteen. Um, you can free pick what you need to pick, right? So if you're being if you're being at, uh, hit at range, you can pick your ESD. If they're charging at you, you can pick your combat reflexes, whatever you need to do. Again, you want to be more aggressive, but at the same time, it's about survivability. So 
add your 19 defense with steel energy and add another power to that, I think you're, you know, again, he's kind of a toolbox, right? You can free, beginning of the game, look what you're against, free pick a power, boom, no problem. More McTower power action, give him uh, another token. So next turn, he, when if he needs it, he can pick another power. So you're, you're kind of there. Yeah. Um, Adam, do, do, Adam, do you got to get going? We can, hit, we can hit pause in the stand. I mean, we're pretty much there. We got all the support figures. No, I think I think we, I think we did everything we need because I think you're really throwing out Mimic to get hit and then bringing those Dark Phoenixes over to do their damage. I mean, I was <clears> – <throat> Scott Crampton always says this on his podcast. One Dark Phoenix can win you the game, which literally did for him one because yep. he was down his entire team except for a Dark Phoenix, and then he retailed, healed up four, um, and then took out the – team the dark phoenix by itself he said that dark phoenix healed up eight clicks uh in one game and this gobbled up the rest of the team so um and what's nice about this team with that professor x is you just have you know eight people on your sideline of different things you need maybe you need an esd character maybe you need another um proper something this team adapts to what <clears throat> excuse me the you are playing against by the sideline so i do like this i don't think you're keeping it's just i don't know what you're bringing in because you're not you're not swapping out mimic which you honestly you could do you could have a 150 point character or more um on your sideline and just swap out mimic if you don't think it's a good matchup that's the nice thing about professor x yeah, hundred percent. Um, real quick, can you tell me where we're at on points? Because I just looked at a figure and I was like, oh, maybe we just on the. Or, tell me the figure. Sorry, mimic at one fifty. Doctor Moyer Mateger at twenty. Mother thirty five. Professor X twenty five. Double Phoenix at thirty, which makes sixty, and then Soldier at ten. Mm, okay, mm. I'm looking at the just just for just for giggles. I was looking at the um, Deadpool Le. The um, one that gives out uh, goodie bag tokens, and uh, then yeah, because it has one of friendly character KOs and opposing character give them a goodie bag token, and then you just do a bunch of free stuff. But you can free remove. Uh, let's see, free remove a goodie bag token to heal two clicks. Like I think that's you know, but you have to roll a d6, right? Is that how it works? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a, um, it's a random roll of a random power or something like that. You get right. And if you're playing competitive, you don't really want to leave it up to random half the you time. Want to leave it a chance? No. Nope. Adam, I'm, I think based on what you just said, the t- the list that we have, I think that I like. And sw- I think you're right though about Professor X. Where you, what do you really swap out? And so what I think would actually probably be best is that exact same list, but break theme. Do the commissioner instead of Professor X? Still do our mastermind strategy, and then instead of Soul Gem, do the ten point for multiple man. I think you still the biggest thing that I'm realizing from this is that you were correct all along with sixty point mimic because when you compare those two teams <laughs> side by side, it is still I think better. But I it do still think is this, not going to stop. Yeah. It still is not going to stop me from trying the one fifty one first. I do. Think, I was going to say, damn it, Mike, I'm running one fifty. I don't care what you say. Yeah, I do I'm think the Krakowian team just eats through this team. To be honest, I think that it gives you more to deal with. Yeah. Where I think I that, say I say put them on the board. Let's figure it out. Let's do it. Let's I like do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, baby Saturday. I don't have a wedding. Let's do. Kane versus Iron Mike on roll twenty. You Mike runs the low point, and Kane, you run the high point. Sounds good. I'll take it. We'll yeah, record we, it. We'll, we'll throw it up. I'll do some commentary. There you go. It'll be a good video for go. the YouTube channel. 
sounds good to me. Now, we might have to we might have to uh, rain check it. I will message both of you to let you know because I I think I might have something planned this Saturday. But yeah, we can you find do. another you have a game to work for. <laughs> all right, all right. We can figure out what. To, <clears throat> excuse me. We we can figure out what time, I and mean, we'll, we'll go from there. Right, now, challenge, challenge has been out there. Now I have to accept it. We could even right. do it Friday night if Saturday doesn't work for you. I, I'm free most right. of the week, so you guys let me know. I'll be able. I'll make it one way or another. All right, bet we'll figure it out. Sounds good. All right, gentlemen, I have to hop off, but thank you so much, Adam, for having me. I really appreciate it. Had a good time. Absolutely. I want to thank everybody out there for hanging with us today. We were going to get real quick before we do in that. We were going to get into our question. I won't read anyone off off Facebook, but um, Mike, are you still planning on getting some rise and fall? Like, do you have a pre-order out there in limbo right now, or did you not do a pre-order? My wife, bless her, uh, was you know taking an interest in my Clicks Cup adventure and wanted to support me and give me the best shot. So she actually bought me a brick of rise and fall, not knowing what we all know of WizKids and their shipping. So she was super upset when I was getting ready to leave for the clicks. I'm like, I bought you a brick, but it's not going to be here in time. I was like, don't worry. Nobody has those. They banned them for the tournament because you know, people couldn't get them. So it was funny. But yes, I am getting a brick. Kane, you don't usually buy bricks. Are you skipping this set? Yeah, I'm, I'm skipping. I mean, my we, we don't have to go down the rabbit hole, but the only reason I was going to go, I pretty much went to the Click Club was for the Rise and Fall. Um, because it lined up, um, but now that it's not, I'm not buying anything from it. Okay. Um, I so. still have a case pre-ordered. I'm just going to stick with that just because it's fun to make the videos for that stuff. So um, I'm hoping to get my Gladiator, kind of hoping I have a Mimic now because I want to build with this guy now. Um, <laughs> we know how hard Super Rare Primes are to pull, but I'm definitely right. saving my money for Empire and for War Realms because those two sets are going to be nuts. Um but that is going to be our show. Thanks for everyone sticking around. Hopefully you uh, got some good ideas with uh, White Rabbit, but mostly Mimic. Uh, make sure you guys check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash clicksing it. And hop on over to glasskevinhobbies.com for whenever Rise and Fall comes out. He should be doing some case breaks for that. So thanks again for sticking around. Make sure you guys are staying safe out there. And as always, keep clicking it.